thinking about this yesterday. I was coming up the road. Ain't it good to be free? Ain't it good to be free? Because that soul was rolled away and what Jesus Christ did for us, we're free. We're born again children of God, heirs to the throne. I don't know, I just driving up the road like that came to me. You know? And I was listening to David Crowder's song and it goes, I read the red letters and the ground began to shake. When the walls started falling, I became a free man that day. I just, I just had faith this morning. Ain't it good to be free? Well, good morning. I'm blessed to speak to you this morning. My prayer is God receives glory and honor from what I do today. And it's funny, when I started uh, preparing this message, God kept turning me. Because this is going to be on something that is 180 degrees away from what I started at. And every time I'd go in that direction, God would say, no, come on. And, and, and He just kept turning me and turning me. And uh, <laughs> He led me down this, this path. And I think it's important for all of us that when God leads us down a path to go that way, no matter how bad you don't want to. Because I didn't want to do this. And you're going to hear it by. But we need, need to be reminded that God is in charge, not us. And, and if we do what He wants us to do, we can't fail. There's no way. But we all need to be reminded of that. And I praise God that He has the patience and love to remind us of it. Winston Churchill, the Prime Minister of England during World War II, is credited with this quote. People sleep peacefully in their beds at night because rough men stand ready to do violence on their behalf. This is a motivational quote on a poster at my last duty station. And this motivational poster really works. Because, you know, as soldiers... We always thought of ourselves as those rough men. You know, we, we always look forward to being able to protect people that couldn't protect themselves. And I always thought as Christians, sometimes we need motivational posters. Because sometimes it's so easy to just get into a rut. We all do it. I do it. We got the Bible. We got God's promises of protection. But sometimes, I don't, I don't want the poster to say, I was trying to think up a, a good good one, you know, but maybe Jesus standing there saying, I died for you, what are you going to do for me? That would motivate me. I don't know about you guys, that would motivate me. So i got a few Bible verses here and a life experience to share with you. And i got to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous about this. I tried to go through it, and I keep ended up. I keep crying. I start blubbering like a baby. So your prayers are appreciated. I asked my brother Leo Harris last Sunday. I said, 
Brother, I need your prayers. And, and I felt it. I felt it well this week. But I truly believe that everything in this message is from God. As I said, this is the path He put me on. So we're going to take a five-minute break. Are you ready for that, ladies? We'll take a five-minute break. Everybody get coffee. Do what it is you need to do, and then, then we'll get into it. But I just want to say that this is such a great honor to serve Jesus. I love Jesus. I'll tell you that right now. And I love each and every one of you guys. So, let's take a break. All right. Today's message is about God's protection. Like I said at the start, I've got a few Bible verses here for you. But one of my favorites, and it just became my favorite here in the past couple of weeks, I pray Psalm 91 every morning because it's a psalm of protection. But my favorite part of it is verses 9 through 12. Because it's a promise. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge. Even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall fall before it shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot on a stone. If we remember back when Jesus was 40 days in the desert, Satan quoted him that saying, He said, Your angels will bear you up lest you dash your foot on stone. And that's when Jesus says, Don't tempt him. It's not right to tempt God. That's one of my favorites. And uh, I've got another one in here Isaiah 41 13. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying, You fear not, I will help you. In Deuteronomy 3 6. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. I use it all the time. And my wife gets so sick and tired of hearing me say, Well, honey, you know what Romans 8 28 says? I know, I know, I know, okay? And we know that all things work together for the good for good to those who love God and for those who are called according to His purpose. And that's us. That's the same born again. Child of God through the sacrifice of Jesus made. We're called to His purpose. So all things work for the good. We may not think so. But a lot of times in my life I didn't think so. 
from the first day of the book. And if you don't believe the Bible, that's the truth right there. That's it. So as you can see, the subject of the message is trust Jesus and rely upon His protection. Because you all know when we get saved, the Holy Spirit indwells us. He's with us 24 hours a day. He promised wherever two or more gather together, He's right here with us. I can feel His presence right here. Our Savior is watching us. And this may be the tough part for me. I just told you. I wish that I could stand here and tell you that I've always followed God's plan for me. But that would be a lie. I got saved in my late 20s. But I walked away from God. I turned my back turned my back. I didn't pay any attention to how he suffered for us. I didn't pay any attention to, to his promises. But you know what? He let it have him back to me. You know, it's like, you know, he kept calling me. I wasn't living for him. I was living for me. Being a Christian was too hard for me back then in my late 20s. It was too hard. I was wild as a buck deer. I, you know, I believed in God. I wanted to do right and everything, but I just couldn't do it. But he kept calling me. From my late 20s to five years ago, he called me. And he ain't going to quit, praise God. He ain't going to stop calling you. I don't know what it is he's got to do for me. Maybe it's this. Maybe I'll, I'll say this message, go outside and drop dead. If I do, I'm going to heaven and I'll be happy as a lot. But the day I got saved, the day I come back in them doors, I rededicated to him. It's the greatest day of my life.
what God told me. He says, I want you to tell this story. You're not a preacher. You're not a Bible scholar. Don't act like God. But tell this story. My wife and my children had no idea that this happened. And if it hadn't been for my son-in-law, Dennis said, no, you'll find an old news article about it. I think I would have been successful at burying it in the back of my, my mind. But there's two backsliders I know that God saved their lives one night. I was team driving for solar transport out in Roanoke, Virginia. My co-driver at the time was, well, my co-driver was my brother-in-law at the time, John Oak, who we were married to. He was a backslider just like I was, and John was. He had the same ideas that I did. You know, it's, it's just too tough. You just can't do it. It makes you, makes you go down. Not married to the women we're married to, there's no way. But you can't blame it on them. You can't blame it on nobody. But if we look back at us in the mirror, you can't. It's easy to blame other people for stuff that you do, but it ain't their fault. But praise God, John's rededicated back to Jesus too, just like I have. So if you see a Walmart truck going down the road, there's a little bald-headed dude in there, and he's got a I Love Jesus hat on, throw him away, because that's old buddy Tagalog right there. That was his CD handle, Tagalog. So we had to, we left Roanoke on a Sunday morning to pick up a load in Newport News, Virginia. Took a load of paper down there, dropped that trailer, grabbed our load, going to Clarksville, Arkansas at 7 o'clock on Monday morning. Most of our route was on I-40, which runs through Tennessee and North Carolina and Arkansas. And, uh, it's, 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 it's quite the road if you've ever been on it. It's quite the road. It runs from Marshall, California, all the way to Wilmington, North Carolina. It runs through at least 10 major United States cities. Now, to say this road is busy is an understatement. And we used to, we used to love to run out there. We'd turn those trucks up. We'd get out there and we'd start talking on the radio and, and, and cutting up and carrying on. But we ran what's known as a five on five. One of us was preaching and one of us was driving for five hours. And at the end of the week, that makes time. Everything went good. And we got to one of my favorite places in the whole wide world. I got to go to Wheatley, Arkansas, Sweet Pea Chef Shop. Chef Barbecue Ridge Chef this year from Tuesday. I'm telling you, it's good. It's good. And if you don't believe me, you can ask my wife. She walked in there and said, we're going to eat in here. Oh, yeah. She was glad to do it. But, uh, so I went to sleep about 2 o'clock in the morning. I went in and got a coffee. 
three bull haulers or cattle trucks. We call them bull haulers for trucking well. And uh, my wife can tell you I have an unhealthy obsession with bull haulers. Uh, I, I've always wanted to do it, but I haven't ever done it. And uh, I got a coffee. And they said, where are you going, driver? I said, going to Clarksville. They said, well, come on. I said, I don't see the truck to keep up. That was the first time God saved my life right there because I didn't have a truck fast enough to keep up with it. And at, at the time, I hated it. Why can't I keep up with these guys? Why can't I keep up with them? So we didn't pull out there about 2 a.m. It was still a little bit of park field at 7. We had plenty of time. It was a beautiful night out. John wasn't snoring for the first time I could ever remember. Just one of them nights when you drive a truck so then you make you live for it. we got to Menifee. When I hit Menifee, Arkansas, I ran into a wall of fog so thick that it sounded like somebody was taking a wet blanket and slapping it against my windshield. I was running 70 miles an hour. This all happened so fast. But it seemed like it took eternity. I hit the left lane thinking the slow vehicle could be in the right lane. But the whole world blew up in front of me. Nothing but a wall of brakes. I did the only thing I could do. I just stand on the brakes and scooted away from the plane. I had no idea where I was going. It was dark out. I couldn't tell if, those, if I was going over into a creek or if I was going on soft ground. I didn't know. They didn't have any other choice. Well, Jesus saved us again. I hit the only spot within a 40 mile that was flat. He rolled out of that bunk like his hair was on fire. He didn't know what was going on. He's, I'm on the CB radio trying to yell at all the westbounders, you know. We got the roadblock, we got the roadblock. He's cussing me to bring the keys to fire. That's when he quit cussing me and he started praying. And uh, he tried to get out. Somehow, I don't know how he got his britches and his boots on that fast, but he tried to get out on his side of the truck, but he was too hot. He couldn't touch the door handle. So now he's trying to crawl over me. And I'm trying to 
I want out just as bad as he does, but you're just going to have to wait a minute there, buddy. No, he, he's like a monkey going over the top of me. He rode out of that cab. I can't tell you this to be the God's honest truth because I just don't know because I wouldn't pay that much attention, but I think he went over it on his head. Yeah, I got out. He grabbed a fire extinguisher and was running around the corner of the truck. And it was like taking a jackknife to the machine gun fight. They wanted to do any good at all. John told me later that uh, this was later after we were sitting through driving together and we were finger driving. But we got truck stop in Mexico, New York. And I had a meal and he said, uh, you can't stop hearing the screaming, Scott. He said, I can't stop hearing the screaming. God protected me from that because I don't remember hearing the screams and going through the trap, but he does. And to this day, I think he still does. But once again, that's how God saved your life. We were so close to that fire, we had a little plastic tag on the side of our truck that said Detroit Series 50. That was the engine we held in. It melted. The safety glass in our windshield stopped raining. Uh, the carnage of that wreck was unbelievable. When daylight came, Telephone company band in an RV, and we did. I don't know how many cows died. And they were trying to that one one truck, one cow truck, run into the back of the other one. His fifth wheel broke, and he had a 16-inch leaper on the back of that freight wagon. One run an Arkansas State Trooper right upside of their trailer because uh, they got holes in the side of them. And the trooper hung there and shot him from hanging on the side of that trailer. I've been to Iraq. I've been to war. I've been through mortar attacks, rocket attacks. Nothing was as crazy as this guy. John and I know beyond shadow of a doubt that even though we were living for ourselves,
Ain't it good to be free? Let us pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you, Father, for this church family that we have. I thank you, Father, that you love us. Lord, I pray that this message goes out and brings you glory and honor. Because that's what it's all about, Jesus. Bringing you glory and honor. Helping you fulfill the great commission to save souls so that no one shall perish. For you so love the world. For you so love us. Thank you.